0: Hello and welcome to today's Ancient Egyptian History podcast and today we are talking about ancient Egypt under Akhenaten and Nefertiti and how they left the country broken and bankrupt. Pharaoh Akhenaten is one of the most controversial rulers in ancient Egypt. He was to become known as the rebel pharaoh, who tried to change Egyptian religion and society to suit his own vision. Akhenaten's personality is still disputed. We're still learning about what made him tick. But it's clear that he was a rebellious individual who didn't fit into conventional Egyptian ideas and was somewhat of a despot who had big dreams and visions which he would pursue no matter the cost to the state or individuals he was responsible for. So it is highly ironic that the motto of his reign was ankh M maat life in proper order. Akhenaten was the son of Amun-hotep III, the ninth pharaoh of the 18th dynasty of ancient egypt and amunhotep the third ruled for about 37 years to give some context to akhenaten it's important to take a quick look at his father amunhotep the third now amunhotep the third was born during a time of strength and prosperity he was the son of Tutmosis IV and queen Mutemwia. Amenhotep claimed that Amun had used his father Tutmosis IV as a disguise and impregnated his mother, and she then conceived Amenhotep III from that event. Now, Amenhotep has also been called the magnificent one or the Sun King of Egypt. And this is to invoke the idea of Louis XIV of France because his reign marked a time of peace and prosperity in Egypt. Now, this did include campaigns against those who were traditionally viewed as threatening Egypt, such as Nubia, Libya, And Syria, and in one such battle, he took 30,000 prisoners. Now, Amenhotep III's reign has been highlighted as the golden age of the ancient Egyptian Empire. He constructed magnificent public buildings across the empire that showed his power. The king also excelled at international relations and had a good working relationship with other countries in the region, thus ensuring the stability, peace and strength of the region. On the back of this, such magnificence, Pharaoh Akhenaten succeeded his father and ruled for about 17 years with his wife. Queen Nefertiti, which means the beautiful one has arrived. Akhenaten died around the age of 40 and he left a country broken and in chaos and bankrupt. He was not originally expected to become pharaoh and he became heir to the throne when his elder brother died. So if it wasn't For a quirk of history and a twist of fate, Egypt wouldn't have had such a chaotic period. Now, Queen Nefertiti played an important role during her husband's reign. She was always represented alongside him. Now, to highlight how influential she was, researchers have discovered a talatat or a limestone block, that has an image of Nefertiti using a mace to defeat her enemies now the unique feature of this block is that it features nefertiti smiting a female enemy the traditional iconography is of a male pharaoh destroying a male enemy now this Tut may reveal nefertiti's uniqueness first as a female pharaoh and as a formidable leader in her own right. Now this is something that doesn't happen elsewhere in Egyptian art so it is quite interesting. Such a depiction would have unsettled the majority of Egyptians when they saw it due to the fact that it went against the general order and harmony of things it was against ma'at so this block further illustrates the fact that Akhenaten and Nefertiti were unique were unique in history were unique in society they were a power couple and quite possibly of equal standing now under Akhenaten and Nefertiti Egyptian culture, religion, politics, and the economy were greatly disrupted, and the mighty empire that the pharaoh's ancestors had built up began to weaken and crumble. In 1347 BCE, Akhenaten and Nefertiti seemed to be living in harmony with each other and their children in a utopia that Akhenaten had made for himself and his wife. However, the rest of the population had to physically build this utopia, which included building a new capital city, Akhetaten, which was to cost a lot of money, time and resources, which plunged Egypt into more chaos. On top of all of this, the ancient Egyptians were subject to great religious upheaval. Akhenaten introduced a monotheistic cult based on the sun god Aten, thus doing away with all the old gods. And he was methodical about this. He did it in a series of phases. In the first phase, the high priest of Amun was sent away from the seat of power, thus limiting his influence. And then the god Aten was installed in the center of Karnak, the heart and soul of Amun and the Egyptian empire. At least spiritually. At the end of the transformation, anything from the old canon of belief that wasn't associated with the Aten was no longer divine. And furthermore, no place was found for it in society. The Aten was equal to no one in the heavens or on the earth. The Aten was central to all. And remote to all except to the one intermediary, Akhenaten himself, supported by the Queen. All power, wisdom, and salvation was now through Akhenaten. This new religion necessitated new building projects, including the new capital city, Akhenaten. This led to the egyptian people being forced to pay high taxes and for building his new city many children were used for hard labor constructing many new important structures and even moving stone blocks from nearby quarries along with this new flurry of building works craftsmen were sent out across the nation to remove any mention of the heretical old gods they were to be exiled, just like the high priest of Amun. The location of this new capital city is now present-day Amarna, which lends its name to this period of history. It became a very rich and small city in Upper Egypt, but only for a few. Only 10% of the city's population of 200,000 were wealthy. It was a city with links to the wider international community and it benefited from the trade that came from such associations, which included incense and wine. Tomb paintings and carvings show a city laden under food and drink and if you were to go by the impression these works of art left, you would think that an individual would have more than they could ever hope for. However, bones do not lie. Human remains found there show that it was hell on earth. While the royal family lived in its utopia and the god had all it wanted and needed, the children of the city were stunted and malnourished. Adults were worked to the bone often victims of workplace injuries. Not only did the people have to suffer from the scarcity of the supply of food and injury at work, they also had to contend with fleas. In fact, 35 different types of fleas. Picture it, a young child sitting in their hut without much food and feeling hungry all the while scratching their legs and arms because they have been bitten all over by fleas and they're tired, they have been hauling stones all day. This was the utopia for many. Not only did families have to put up with the lack of food and poor living conditions, they also had to put up with a corrupt and broken bureaucracy because the Pharaoh didn't care about what was happening on the ground. To rub salt further into the wound, this poor family as described before could very well have been living next to one of the most wealthiest families in the city, if not the Empire, who had absolutely everything they needed and could have ever wanted. However. Egyptian educated elite would have been horrified at what Akhenaten was doing. They had been instructed in the maxims of Ptahhotep and it highlighted the importance of those who were in charge needed to take their job seriously. They needed to protect and provide for their community. They needed to be diligent At their work. However, Akhenaten wasn't. He cared not for the administration of the nation, but for the consideration of the Aten. Men of no talent or little care were left in charge of the shop, so to speak. It's now an archaeological site that you can visit. The city was abandoned by Akhenaten's followers after his death, and later destroyed during the reign of Horamheb, who succeeded Akhenaten's son Tutankhamen as pharaoh. All the while, the prosperity of Egypt was waning due to various threats internally from the corruption and externally from other nations finally having enough of Egyptian influence and power and they saw their opportunity, a moment of weakness to regain their independence and to exert some dominance in the region. The people of Egypt needed protection and they weren't getting it. Egypt in the richest era of its history went bankrupt quickly because of the spending related to the building of the new city the new religion all of this happened during Akhenaten's rule along with his wife Queen Nefertiti the attack on the temples and the religious institutions and the bureaucracy that had sustained Egypt for thousands of years before was destroyed which left the people vulnerable not long after Akhenaten's death at 40 Egypt would eventually go back to the way things were before Akhenaten's revolution, and his monuments and statues were destroyed or dismantled, and the people stopped worshipping Aten and they changed back to their polytheism. But a scar was left, and it was left so deep that the ancient Egyptians knew that it had to be eradicated, so they went out across the country. And systematically destroyed the legacy of Akhenaten and Amana. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, subscribe so you can keep up to date. And don't forget that you can go over previous ones that you may not have listened to. And if you really did enjoy it, please share it on your social media. Invite your friends to come and listen and subscribe as well.